Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good evening, Groovers, and welcome aboard The Wreck of the Ruby Princess, a smooth criminal podcast special series looking into the monumental bores up that is The Ruby Princess. For those of you new to this series, in Australia, nearly one third of all coronavirus victims, that is fatalities, are directly connected to one cruise ship, the Ruby Princess. Please listen to earlier episodes if you want to get up to speed on this story that we are following with keen interest and bewildered awe. There's a criminal investigation underway and also a special commission of inquiry with multiple players from state and federal government to border force, to the captain of the ship, to the cruise line company, all pointing the fingers at anyone but themselves. Episode 6 is an update on the latest. Now firstly, it was being discussed that the Ruby Princess may have left Australian waters yesterday, April the 19th, that being Sunday. Currently, the Ruby Princess is docked at Port Kembla, which is a coastal port south of Sydney. According to the latest update, the Ruby Princess is now scheduled to leave in three days, despite the fact that 190 of the 1,100 crew have tested positive with COVID-19. New South Wales Police Deputy Commissioner Gary Warboys said the cruise ship, with more than 1,000 crew on board, was restocked, refuelled and ready to depart. However, the escalating number of crews sick with the deadly virus remains a major health hazard and a massive headache for New South Wales authorities. It's something we can't get wrong, Deputy Commissioner Warboys said today. New South Wales Health said 190 crew on board the ship have tested positive for the virus, while another 12 are being cared for in hospital. In addition, one more case is under review. That information was from an article on the online website 9.com.au, which is providing regular updates on the coronavirus pandemic. On the ABC News website, there's also an interesting article going through essentially witness testimony of another passenger. This time, a Californian woman by the name of Sarah Prudham, who lives in Costa Rica. Now, her comments are also very interesting, and I am compiling a list of all of the bullet points from each of the witnesses I've been able to locate online, not in the flesh, because we're starting to see consistent patterns in their stories. Sarah Prudham has criticised the cruise line and authorities for failing to track international guests. She said she'd heard little from the cruise's operator, Carnival Australia, And she also said New South Wales Health's online passenger surveys that she had been sent didn't work. Ms Prudham travelled on the cruise that docked in Sydney on March the 19th after a trip to New Zealand, a voyage that has led to hundreds of COVID-19 cases Australia-wide and 21 deaths, including two in the US. Despite not having coronavirus symptoms, Ms Prudham is angry about what she believes is a lack of information being provided to international travellers. It's believed that up to 900 of the 2,647 guests on the ship 
were from overseas. Ms Prudham said it was an epic fail Carnival Australia hadn't provided information about areas on the ship linked to people diagnosed with coronavirus. They knew where we all were, our cabins, our dining tables and times, our bar tabs and where they were from. I don't know how, when or if they maintained contact with Australian passengers, but they sure have ignored the other approximately 900 of us. She said Carnival Australia's parent company, Princess Cruises, notified her on March the 21st of positive cases from the ship, but she hadn't heard from them since then. So far, the ABC in Australia has traced at least 35 international coronavirus cases, all linked to the Ruby Princess. Ms Prudham said she hadn't been able to stop thinking about the tragedy and her place in it. I look at pictures of these victims from the ship, she said. I hate the fact that I look at them in detail so I can try to remember if I ever ran into them or had a conversation with them. Ms Prudham received three electronic surveys on March the 25th, 26th and 27th from New South Wales Health over email regarding your exposure to coronavirus, which she claimed were broken. After leaving the last port in Napier in New Zealand on March the 14th, she said passengers were told over the ship's PA system they should self-quarantine when they got home, but that the remaining days at sea would count towards that. Now that's pretty interesting. We haven't had that testimony yet from any of the passengers who have spoken to the media. Ms Prudham claimed announcements on board misled people by giving them the impression that everything was fine. When it was announced the ship was returning early to Sydney, passengers were offered a 50% credit on a future cruise booking or a 25% refund. Ms Prudham instead requested a full refund from Princess Cruises, her cruise fare of US $4,133 or $6,496 Australian, as well as the cost, as well as the US $1,100 cost of changing her flights out of Sydney. But so far, she's only had automated responses. Princess Cruises told ABC News it was now offering all passengers a full refund and was in the process of advising passengers as soon as possible. A spokesman said passengers would be contacted through a combination of letters and emails. There is a bit of systems work involved, but complete commitment to getting it done, he said. The ship remains docked in Port Kembla, south of Sydney, and will be there for at least another week as sick crew members on board are monitored. Now this article was today, and I read earlier on a completely different news website that it's anticipated the ship will be leaving in three days. This article on the ABC website is saying that they will be around for at least another week. New South Wales Health said yesterday, that was Sunday the 19th of April, there were 171 confirmed cases on board with another 12 crew members in New South Wales hospitals. New South Wales Police is conducting a criminal investigation into the circumstances surrounding the ship's arrival in Sydney. Passengers were allowed to disembark despite several people on board having symptoms of and being tested for coronavirus. Princess Cruises maintains it adhered to all requirements and protocols 
at the time the passengers disembarked. I don't know about that because in my research so far one of the protocols is a ship that is approaching a harbour for them to be able to disembark on my understanding the captain has to confirm there are no contagions on board. There's also a very dodgy email possibly I have not been able yet to verify whether it's legitimate or not that apparently was sent by Princess Cruises the day before docking saying that everyone on board was good to go. That was crew and passengers. So there you go. I guess the key points are we've now got another witness statement from well, another witness account from Sarah Prudham, who's an American woman from California who lives in Costa Rica, saying she heard little from the cruise operator Carnival Australia and the parent company of Carnival Australia is Princess Cruises. She has also criticised New South Wales Health and also Ruby Princess passengers are now being offered full refunds. So there's the latest news. Fortunately, no other fatalities to date. But please, if you're interested in the wreck of the Ruby Princess, hit the subscribe button on the Smooth Criminal Podcast channel on YouTube and don't forget to also hit the notification bell. Go for the solid one. That way you'll get a notification every time I either go live or a video like this one is uploaded. Until next time, stay safe everyone, stay kind and don't book a cruise anytime soon. Take care everyone.